Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today we're bringing you a bonus episode of the podcast. That's because, as I like to say, hip-hop, we don't stop. Today, my colleague, Dispatch music writer Julia Aller will join me for a conversation with Josh Miller, co-founder of the 2x2 Hip Hop Festival, taking place this Saturday, July 28th. Entering its fourth year now, the Under the Radar Festival features breakdance, MC, DJ, and beatbox battles. We'll discuss the hip-hop scene in Columbus and how to beat your kid in a rap battle. Josh, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. I think to start out, I just wanted to see if maybe you could tell us a little bit about what the hip-hop scene is like in Columbus these days. Yeah, so hip-hop scene's been through like a roller coaster, it seems like, the last handful of years. Right now, like today in Columbus, I think hip-hop is alive and well. It's doing shows, you know, weekly, it seems like now. Festivals are starting to book a lot more hip-hop, so that's always uh, a big one in our book for support. And yeah, it just seems like it's, it's, it's doing well. It's growing, it's thriving, I think. Tons of great, great music coming out right now. And it, it seems like every month I've got a new project that, that I'm waiting for. So hip-hop in Columbus is great right now. I'm curious, Josh, because Columbus, I feel like historically has never been thought of as like a hip hop city. You know, Cleveland is kind of funneled a lot more like Kid Cudi and like Bone Thugs. And there's been a lot more acts that have kind of blown up. But how are you watching that? Is that shifting at all toward, you know, south a little bit? I kind of feel like in all the cities, you know, we, we've been traveling a lot more these last handful of years. My my son's like a, a B-boy, so he's in a crew, so we're traveling to other cities and all that stuff. And, you know, you really notice everybody kind of has, every city has their scene, right? So, you know, Cleveland has a good scene. Cincinnati's got a ton of people down there doing their thing, you know, really all over the Midwest and, and, and all over the country. You know, there's good hip hop being created wherever you go. But yeah, that's kind of always the question is like, you know, when's Columbus going to have somebody that really kind of blows up and, and goes more mainstream or, or you know, really starts to see a lot of a lot of success and a lot of you know really getting out there and I, I feel like you know everybody is is kind of doing their thing and everybody's pushing hard and, and doing well in their cities but now it seems like it seems like there are you know we've got guys like Sarab Mr. Anderson a handful of MCs now that are starting to get more local success and get more well known not only in central Ohio but also hitting the road and and doing shows in other cities and other states so it's really good to kind of see that so i don't i don't know if if you know the the kind of spotlights coming more on columbus or more south you know what I mean when it, when it comes to those those Ohio cities, but I definitely feel like we're we're in a really good time right now where MCs and producers are really starting to really get a name known for for them and and really start you know bridging out and and you know seeing other area codes and other zip codes and stuff like that. 
How did you first get into the genre? What got you interested in hip hop in the first place? So I, I really got into hip hop in high school. That was kind of where where like I found it. I was riding BMX and hanging out with a lot of guys at skate parks and stuff like that. So I got exposed to like underground indie hip hop that that I really fell in love with through watching like skate videos and and bike videos. So I started watching those and and started seeing the music. You know, back then, you know, before you had iTunes and smartphones and all that stuff. You know, that was kind of how how we discovered new music. So when that started happening. Um, I also had this guy, my friend Matt Blanton, in a study hall class and uh, started hanging out with him and another friend, uh, Trey Hardy. And he was like, hey, man, like, have you ever have you ever rapped before? And I was like, nah, man, I've never <laughs> rapped. So I, I went over to his house one night. We were hanging out, playing video games or whatever. And uh, he was like, yo, let's let's freestyle. So high school, freshman, sophomore year, uh, I started freestyling and uh, I just fell in love with it. I got hooked. So from there, started seeing, you know, tags and, and pieces around the city that were painted started, you know, getting into graffiti and, and writing and stuff like that and just kind of took over my life with it from there. So I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. So where did the idea for, for Two by Two come from? I know there were there were four of you, right, who kind of decided to start this festival because there aren't, there aren't a whole lot of hip hop festivals in Columbus. Yeah. So I started doing a monthly hip hop show with a friend of mine by the name of David Wade, who uh, was living in Columbus at the time. I met him at a, at a you know mutual friend's studio space in the short north. And I was shooting music videos, doing album cover and artwork and things like that and uh, he was like man he's like I just just came to Columbus and I want to do a show so I was like hey I've been wanting to try to throw a show so if you need any help let me know so we started one we did our first show at Wild Goose Creative January of 2014 and we decided to turn it into a monthly so after a few months I realized all the festivals in Columbus weren't really doing a whole lot for the hip hop scene you know everybody would have you know their one or two kind of trophy hip hop acts and and that was it they were like all right well here's your hip hop now leave us alone you know what I'm saying so we were like all right man we, we got to do a hip-hop festival. So after a few months of doing that, I was like, you know, I want to do a festival. Around that same time, uh, I started working and, and kind of getting connected more with the B-Boys and the B-Girls around town, uh, graffiti writers and things like that, and met a friend, uh, Cole Baker and my dude Justin Withrow, who um, Cole has always been super, super immersed in the hip-hop scene and, and in the culture, doing the same thing as me, getting into producing music, rapping, graffiti, things like that. And then our buddy Justin, who just recently over the last year or so uh, opened up a lookout shop, which is a graffiti art supply shop over on uh, Indianola. So got connected with those two guys, and they had been talking about you know doing something similar and uh, I said hey man like I'm trying to do this hip-hop festival you guys have talked about trying to do one as well let's join forces let's make it happen so there was three of us that started it and we made it happen so 2015 was was our first year that we did after a, a ton of hurdles that we had to jump through and and obstacles to get over we made it happen and uh, it's been steadily growing ever since what can people who go to the festival expect what's going to be there for them every element of hip-hop culture is going to be alive and super 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 well done at 2 by 2 It's always been a big thing for us to not just do a music festival or an art festival. You, know, you have Urban Scrawl that has a ton of art and just has a couple of DJs. You've got you know festivals like every other festival in town that has a ton of music and kind of lacks on everything else. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it was always a big thing of making sure that every element was well represented at 2 by 2 And that was kind of the whole meeting behind the name of 2 by 2 2 times 2 is 4. Four elements of hip-hop. So um, you're going to see two stages with live music 
all day from 12.30 to 10.30. You're going to see a massive breakdance battle with some of the best b-boys and b-girls in the Midwest and even beyond that. That's going to happen all day. We have a kids battle that'll happen earlier in the day at one. We've got the adult battle comes at four o'clock. So you'll be having like, that's usually always like a big thing. Even people who aren't like super big into hip hop music, they're coming for the breakdancing, right? Like I want to see dudes doing head spins and windmills (laughs) and crazy power moves all over the place. So that's always a super big crowd favorite. And then we've got over 20 five artists that'll be painting live during the festival. So we have all that. We have a DJ battle, a rap battle, a beatbox battle, and a workshop for the beatboxers uh, for any kids or any adults who want to get up and try to beatbox. And then this year we're also adding in, we've got a lot of kind of wooden walls that we're doing that a lot of our graffiti writers are going to be painting. We're doing a silent auction for those. So this will be our first year where you can actually, you know, bid and and be a part of a silent auction and maybe own a piece of 2x2 two two Fest 2018. So, so we're pumped about all that stuff. Awesome. Wow, you guys have covered pretty much everything. Everything. And we've got a kids area that's going to have a Dick and Jane project. They're going to have a, a vocal booth in there for people to get in there and even record some raps. We've got my guy Eric Brown from uh, Polar Entertainment with Jay Rawls and all them who's going to have some turntables and some beat machines and things like that so you can get really kind of hands-on with the elements. And then, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, speaking of kids, hip-hop kind of has a, a bad rap, unfortunately, for not always being the most family-friendly right. music genre. I don't see a whole lot of kids, you know, at hip-hop shows I go to, but right. you guys are kind of trying to break that a little bit. How have you been working on, you know, making it accessible to, to everyone? So for us, it's always been super important to have the kids comfortable. Families are just super welcomed at 2 by 2 That was always a thing, you know, was you go to hip-hop shows, you're not seeing very many kids there, and if you are, you know, some of the mainstream stuff today, you're looking at their parents like, what are you doing bringing your six-year-old here and hearing, you know, these dudes talk about this stuff? So for us, it was always a big, super important topic to make sure that families and people of all ages and from all walks of life are are welcome and and are going to have a good time. So with the organizers now, myself, my wife, Danielle, you know, we have a nine-year-old son, Cole, who's been there since the beginning. He's got four kids uh, ranging in ages from adults to teen. And then uh, our other organizer, Steve Horvath, um, is, you know, just super into kids and and just really great working, you know, just a huge family man. So for us, it's, it's just always been making sure that everything is there. You know, our kids, both ours and, and Cole's, um, they're in a breakdancing crew together. So obviously the kids battle was always a no brainer for us. And that's organized by um, James Alexander at Flavored Flow Studio, who teaches kids, you know, on a weekly basis here in Columbus. So that was always a big thing. But also for us, it was just, you know, me, I didn't, I didn't find the culture of hip hop until high school, you know? And for me, that was like, man, I was super late to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I would have been exposed to, to these elements as a kid, you know, like my son is, has been dancing now for, you know, three and a half years and he loves it. Like that's, that's what he wants to do. He did soccer, wrestling, basketball, and he's like, I just want to dance. And it's like, all right, man, like, let's make sure you dance. So, um, you know, so having those things was super important. And with, you know, the stigma of hip hop as a whole, as well as, you know, graffiti and things like that, people worrying about vandalism and and all that stuff, you know, we really wanted to make sure that, you know, you're looking at, you know, these pieces of art, even though they were created with, you know, cans of spray paint and not a brush, it's still some of the most incredible art you're ever going to see. So um, we want to make sure that kids are able to to be exposed to that, to see that, and that the families are comfortable with their kids being in that in that element and, and in those environments. So for me, it's always been, I remember like our, our first year we did two by two, 
Andy from from Alive uh, did like a little review on it and said, you know, two by two is like one of the most family friendly events. You know what I mean in Columbus, and that was that was a huge huge thing for people because they were like, it's a hip hop festival. How is that the mo- one of the most family friendly things in the city? You know, and that's because when you walk through the gates of of two by two, your family. You know what I'm saying? Like we've never had any issues there. We've never had any problems. We've never even had so much as as a scuffle there. You know what I'm saying? It's the one place where I see kids running all over the place without a parent in sight because their parents are comfortable with them and everybody's kind of keeping an eye out for each other. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, it's always been really important for us as organizers to make sure that that festival is super family friendly and that uh, that those kids are making sure that they're getting getting hands on with every element of the culture. Do you put any limits on the content of what people can rap about or the language that they can use in doing so? We don't. That was always a big thing for us. You know, being, you know, one of the great things that I love about hip hop and, and the music that comes out of that culture is anybody can do it. You know what I mean? No matter what your background is, no matter who you are, no matter what your topics are, um, no matter what style you have, no matter what your voice sounds like, you know, it's kind of music for the people. You know what I mean? So it's always been a big thing for us to to not edit or make sure that we're, we're having any say in the music that you do. Obviously, we listen to everybody who submits. So if somebody's just not our style or we feel they just don't fit our vibe of a festival, then they don't get booked. But there's plenty of people who are going to be on there. You're going to hear, you know what I'm saying, not the greatest language all the time. You're going to hear topics that that get super personal and super deep, you know, depending on who's hitting the stage. So, you know, that that would be the one thing where, you know, I remember we did a Moonlight Market and uh, we were walking around and, and, you know, we had a DJ playing some music and Blueprint was on and Blueprint said a cuss word or something in one of his tracks. And some lady walking by was like, I can't believe you have these these kids over here breakdancing to this music and it's like you know what it's language you know like for me like I don't mind my son listening to it he's nine years old um, he knows the difference between what's appropriate and what's not but who am I to, to tell somebody that they can't use certain words or, or talk about certain things when it's their art and they're expressing themselves so that would be the one thing you know like yeah you're gonna you're gonna see a kids area right next to a stage where not right next to a stage but you're gonna see a kids area at the same festival where you're gonna have performers you know every once in a while you're gonna hear a curse word somewhere you know what I mean or you're gonna hear a topic that talks about you know violence in, in in certain neighborhoods and and you know political topics and stuff like that. So you know as long as as long as you're you're open to you know you have an open mind and and you know your kids are 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 free to to have an open mind, then you're going to be just fine at the festival. That's for sure. So ever since I heard about this year's festival, I've been rap battling with my eight year old son. <laughs> I'm wondering if you can offer me any tips so that I can beat him the next time we do it. Yeah, kids are a tough one, man, because they're cutthroat. I would say the big thing, man, is are you guys are you guys rapping over beats or are you just doing like acapella stuff? Oh no, just acapella. Okay, but he Ooh. said that I was working instead of twerking. There's all kinds. Dang. of... I know. Wow. Okay. Really... Man, yeah, he's he's coming out swinging, man. I'm impressed. Um, he needs def- to teach me something. I'm the worst freestyle. <laughs> I've gotten asked to freestyle before. Oof, it's bad. It takes a long time. You know, I started rapping in, you know, what, 2002? And it took me a good few years to, like, really, like, have any bit of confidence. So I'd say the big thing, man, is, you know, if he's going to talk to you about, you know, twerking instead of working or, or vice versa, you got to take it to his level. You know what I mean? You got to find out, you know, what words are, are, are you know, what, what words are he, is he using these days? You know, what's, what's going on in his life? You know what I'm saying? What video games or, or what, you know, my son's super into Fortnite. So, you know, if I'm 
battle rapping my son, which he he doesn't want anything to do with me rapping because <laughs> he knows I'll just completely annihilate the kid. But if it comes down to that, I've got you know what I mean. I'm I'm ready. You know what I mean. I've been playing Fortnite with him, so I'm I'm right on his level. So I would say you got to make sure you take it down right. You know, it's it's like they always say, you know, don't don't get down on a dog's level when you know what I'm saying and and look at him in the eye. Like when it comes to rapping, like you got to be eye to eye right there, ready to go. So make sure you come out swinging like he is, and uh, you might have a chance. I don't know. Kids <laughs> I mean, are tough though, man. Because sounds fierce. Yeah. I'm already a little tough. scared. It's it tough, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Battle, that's that's why we've always had a hard time doing a rap battle at two by two. You know, it's it's a different day these days. So, but we got one happening. So I'm, I'll be interested to see. So if you guys come, make sure you go to the cipher tent and uh, and check out the battle. I think it's starting at five o'clock for the MC battle. You might learn a thing or two and <laughs> and be able to use that next time. Excellent. Well, thank you so so much for coming. It's been incredibly helpful and eye opening, and I'm looking forward to challenging my son once I get home now. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Good luck with it. And uh, if you guys shoot it on video, make sure you send it over to me. Interested in seeing how that is. Maybe one of you guys will, will be in the battle next year. So yeah. definitely. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank Thanks. you. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.